0: Hey everyone, this is episode 2 of Glitch Free Gaming's Game of the Year 2016. I am Kieran. I am hosting today, and I am joined as always by Mike.
1: Who is fed up.
0: And Paul. We've only done one of these so far. You can't be fed up now.
1: Fine, I won't be fed up till the next episode. I loaded up Stellaris and then these guys told
0: me I wasn't allowed to play it because we had to record podcasts.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I need 6 hours to play Stellaris. No you don't, you've already <laughs> put 50 plus into it. Well, mind you, it might be quite good because the podcast you, you would just be us uh, talking about the games, and you you'd hear my the, stuff of it. <laughs> you'd hear from the background. I agree. I'll just shout like
0: the stars. This category don't care. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to go through six categories again. That's kind of the idea for this. Uh, this time where this episode, we're hoping to get through most atmosphere or style, best soundtrack, biggest surprise, best portable, best shooter, and. Oh shit, that came out this year which is our annual category where we remember the games we forgot. Yes. Um, So yeah. Uh, So let's just get right into it. Uh, Most atmosphere style nominees are Superhot, Doom, Dark Souls 3, Severed, Thumper, Mafia
1: 3, Fire Emblem Fates and Forza Horizon 3. Cool. Um... Alright, uh, Fire Emblem Fates has...
0: Fire Emblem Fates is kind of just not a Fire Emblem game.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, t- I don't <laughs> feel so
0: strongly about this style. No, th- yeah, no. that's what I
1: was going to say. Yeah. It's um, I do like the, the two distinct kind of, you know, light and dark, good and bad Yeah, ideas of the two games, but...
0: But they kind of lean into it to the point where both sides are very stereotypical and to the yeah. point of, this is the evil empire, look at the head of him. He's evil. Look at him.
1: Yeah, he's literally Satan. Like what? <laughs> I, you know, not only that is that like you can tell these are the bad ones because it's all dark. Yeah, they're all wearing, they're all
0: wearing purple spiky <laughs> yeah. outfits, and the they're the leader leader of the evil guys who are definitely not just evil guys, but the evil guys. Like, it's just like this old man, and the after you talk to him for like the first time in the story, you walk out of the room and he literally just turns to someone's like. Go kill
1: them. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, go... Ah. <laughs> um so yeah, as much as we like the game, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, think I it don't should think be in that. here at the moment.
0: Um Yeah. Oh god. Um I think Mafia 3 definitely has to be on this because it does. They... It really
1: does. Yeah, they it just captures the entire time period and the location geographical location as well yeah Yeah, and and the thoughts and feelings of that location at that period
0: yeah Yeah. just the way it handles like you know racial issues is
1: yeah and it's good but then when you take even if you take that out and you just look at the presentation of the of the game at the beginning it is this gangster story and it is you know the story itself is it's a story we've seen before pretty box standard revenge gangster story yeah. yeah yeah but it's fantastic in the way that it's done it um so Definitely. yeah i yeah, think it, it needs stay to stay
0: here. there um i think super hot has to stay here super hot has is like all set in this kind of vr game that and there is actually a vr version of it now yeah um where everything is like super poly- polygonal you know kind of low poly looking mm-hmm. things As you attack enemies and destroy them, like polygons come like flying off of them and they burst into pieces. Um, The whole just like the way the mechanics fit into like the style of it. The whole you know things don't move unless you're moving kind of thing just looks and feels so cool. Um, And also, every time you finish a level, there's a voice that just comes up and just goes super hot, super hot, (laughs) super hot, over and over. It's so good. Um, cool. Yeah, I I think I need to stay on here for yeah. now.
1: Um, um, Forza Horizon 3, I would argue, still needs to stay on there at the moment. It captures the entire the you know the the Horizon Festival that they've got. Yes. Yeah. So you're when you're out and you're doing the open world driving stuff from one point to another, it's fine. Yeah. But when you drive and you're listening to the radio station all the time, and as you drive through to the you know each um event hub yep the the where you're going to the festival, the music builds up and they've got the whole atmosphere happening it yeah. just it it does it really well um mm-hmm. and it just it adds to it i think um they just it captures that and it also captures Australia really well, yeah um, yeah less but... so than like mimicking a real world feel it creates its own atmosphere yeah yeah so you've got the I, I suppose it might be quite simple for you know the guys that make the game to do um, not that we're saying that it's easy to make a game because it bloody isn't but say uh, you know where the, you as you get closer to the, the event the atmosphere does change it gets more hyped up and you yeah. can hear the buzz and they've done a really good job of creating that and mm-hmm. it may be something as simple as animating these sprites that you know and and putting sound in as you drive past them yeah but the way that that's been done though um yeah,
0: I'll yeah. That here for yeah um I think we could probably take severed off um it mainly has a really nice art style mm-hmm.
1: um, possibly sitting in the wrong yeah you know that maybe get it in kind of the It's the sort of prettiest game.
0: Yeah, I think I'll put it... I think it may already be in there, If it's not I'll move in. Um, But it's... More than that also, it's just, like, the whole style of everything is there's all these, like, creepy, obscure-looking monsters that kind of show up just for... A lot of times, not to do much. Like, a lot of them aren't enemies. They just kind of show up and look creepy for a bit and say something obscure and then vanish. And it's like, okay, it's weird. And it's this whole... Like, the style of how it's handling the story and the atmosphere of all that is built around this idea of, like... At the start of the game, your family are all taken away by monsters. Yeah. And you go around to try and find them in dungeons. And you find them one by one, and they're all dead. And you take their corpses back. (laughs) And it's this weird thing of, you're finding, like, the corpses of your family and taking them back to your house and putting them there. And they're sitting there. And they're not just, like, dead. They're, like, brutally... Like, the first one you find is your brother who has been, like, pierced by this weird tree monster, so he's just got, like, you know, all of these tree branches sticking through, like, his face and stuff like that, and you take his mutilated body back and lay it back on his bed at home. And there's this weird, dark thing, and it's it's really cool, and it kind of came out of nowhere for me, so it kind of helps with that. Um, but I've never taken it off, because I know I'm the one that's played it, and also, I think other things in this list are a bit better. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah Severed is really nice I recommend people cool. take a look at it
1: um, so Doom I I played a bit of Doom Um, I wasn't really impressed I know you spoke yeah. about Doom quite a bit on the podcast Kieran and I couldn't stick with it as much to I, for well as long as to, to get what you've seen in it yeah. to get yeah. that out of
0: it it does take a few levels to kind of start ramping up yeah but.
1: Um, in terms of, I mean, Doom has always had this, you know, hell on Earth or hell on space.
0: Yeah, hell on Mars has always yeah. been the, the Doom thing.
1: Yeah, <coughs> it always has had that. <laughs> um, and it did, it did look quite creepy, and it had the, you know, the close quarter environments yeah. and yeah. Um.
0: Um. Yeah. After you get through the first level or two, it starts opening up into these bigger, um, more elaborate level designs and. In terms of, like, just... It goes for trying to nail that old-school, like, Doom 1, Doom 2 era...
1: Yeah, sure yeah.
0: style, and manages to modernise it in a way to make it feel modern, but also still feel like one of those old games mm-hmm. that I think is really good. But I can understand taking off this category, because it's... I just, yeah, I didn't... I'm not going to say it straight out, I wasn't a fan of it.
1: Um, yeah, I, I didn't... Kind of. It just didn't grab me enough no. to, to spend yeah. the time in to get, you know, what most people seen in it. Yeah. It yeah. Which is fair enough.
0: Yeah. Um, I think in terms of like the shooting and stuff it is one of, it is there was nothing this year that played as good as Doom did. Right. But, yeah. Um yeah. In terms of style, stuff like that it is very much, mm-hmm. I can see it coming up. Yeah. Um.
1: We have so the only one that we haven't spoken about here is, well there's two okay. the, um, so Dark Souls 3 I personally never been a big fan of the Dark Souls games so yeah. I have no opinion on Dark Souls 3 whatsoever
0: I've never been a big fan of Dark Souls games before either um, Bloodborne was the one last year that got me super into that style of game mm-hmm. yep. and Dark Souls 3 didn't quite grab me quite the same way but I did play quite a lot of it still Um but where Dark Souls one and two kind of stumbled a lot of ways, which I've seen people argue otherwise, and I don't understand, is you know graphically and stylistically they're they've been really ugly, sterile looking things. Right. Yeah. Um, Dark Souls three kind of builds on what Bloodborne did, so everything feels a lot darker and grimier, Everything feels a lot more like you know the world is this dark thing beating down on you as well as all these monsters are here um and the world is like really cool to explore and get through just based on how it looks and feels to be in each of the places yeah yeah um but on the other hand that is also still just building on more dark souls stuff. Uh but um but in the same way like force horizon is doing the same thing so yeah yeah um i don't know yeah there's other things i feel stronger about in this like in terms of this list like for me i think the souls 3 is full of like is incredibly atmospheric um and <clears> it's the <throat> first time i feel they've really nailed that art style as well right um
1: yeah i think see if i cast my mind back to last year bloodborne people with were- mm-hmm you know you, you had a look at that game you could see where the atmosphere and the style was yeah playing the little bit that i played of it yeah. and just hearing the buzz and i don't think dark souls 3 got as much buzz no in, in terms of you know the style and the atmosphere
0: no i didn't uh, i don't think dark souls 3 got much buzz in general though it did not <laughs> so I, I played yeah, a little yeah. of dark souls 3 and yeah, it's a souls game at the end of the day it came down to yeah. being a Souls game I think it's a better one of those but yes I, I agree I'm willing I'm to take off just now sure. Um Thumper is a game that is really good <laughs> um, so
1: yeah I I had a look at it and because I didn't buy it and play it and I'm, I'm kind of
0: yeah
1: standing on the outside I'm looking at it I'm going yeah okay right and
0: Thumper is a stressful rhythm game to play yeah like everything about it is just these harsh like you know percussion beats constantly hitting everything's really dark and moody there's these weird creepy uh, polygonal monsters or stuff like that that show up and at its core it is a rhythm game where you're going down a track and you're Mm -hmm. hitting buttons and tuned to uh, and timing to get past obstacles but it feels stressful just based on that music for starters just ramping up as you go Mm -hmm. and beating down on your head basically (laughs) the whole time um and yeah it's and like the way that when you mess up one of those things it's just brutal it's just yeah the the it just feels bad to miss basically <laughs> like it it feels like it's punishing you even though not much happens you lose a bit of health basically yeah um but it feels bad um i think it really nails that stuff i feel a lot stronger about super hot though than i do about thumper and i feel like mafia 3 and forza probably locks on this yeah, yeah they both I'm, belong yeah. there um okay. although i don't feel super strongly about forza Horizon 3 well take Thumper off. Because <laughs> I think like Force Horizon 3 does the atmosphere thing fine for the festivals, but it's done it three times now. And um, it feels the same as one and two did.
1: See, I, I tend to disagree. The, the 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 start of that game when you start it up um and you do you get this sense of excitement, the the way they've done the showcases. I know the showcases some people think they're silly. Um I think they've the showcases are they've built a bit more hype it's artificial hype that's yes. been built into the game yeah. I was like oh man you're going to do a ne- you, you, the next challenge is coming up and yeah. the 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 radio stations whatever radio station the DJ comes on and oh and they'll drop little hints of what the yeah. the next um, challenge is going to be now if you want to know what the next challenge is you can either go straight to it or you can come out on the map and the map will give you like a, some sort of clue of what it is yeah. sometimes in the name but if you're just driving, you don't look at the map. I like it. It, it does. Yeah. It builds it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think the atmosphere and everything is better in Forza Horizon Three. It's the best they've done it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I don't think anything can really touch Mafia Three.
0: Yeah, I feel like Mafia Three has that whole thing where just between the art style, the music, the characters, like everything about it is all. Built in this setting and builds up this whole yeah setting of you know this you know period in time where you know racism was still rife and yeah where class divides were even worse than they are now yeah. it, in a lot of places especially in a lot of American states like that they are still pretty bad like that oh yeah so things like it's just on mechanics like if you you know commit a crime in a poor area the police take a lot longer to respond if they respond.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But you will find there's, in certain areas if you steal a car and it's a tight, it's a poor area but there's a tight neighborhood, I don't know if you guys seen this, I would have some of the AI attacking me. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, they would take out mob justice, not mob, uh, not mobbers and in gangster mob. But, yeah, yeah, You know? Yeah, like look after their own and you're Like vigilante justice. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're fucking in their neighborhoods where their kids are growing up And it is that you feel like, oh, shit. You know, you you get that little bit... And it is, it's... They've done a really fantastic job of Mm. creating that whole world and atmosphere. Just, yeah, everything about the atmosphere, the the time, everything's nailed.
0: Yeah, the one thing I will say is that the fact that the police don't care about the way you drive, which is something previous Mafia games had, and this one doesn't. What? Um, Even though they say at one point about it, but they don't... um,
1: well, that's weird because <laughs> they, they, they take exception to the way yeah, I drive.
0: They take away if you like actually destroy things or bump run over into people. people. Yeah. But if you're like just driving super crazy and running lights and stuff like that, they don't care. It's not. Oh um,
1: yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they kind of you get a little flash up on them, but they don't. Yeah. Well, that flash up after. that flash
0: up comes up if you're near police in general. Like yeah. If they can see you, that comes up. Yeah. But yeah, unless you're actually like killing people.
1: Yeah, or bumping you, a car or something. Yeah. They
0: don't really care. And even then when you're bumping cars, they usually don't care unless it is a police car. They really lax about that even right. in the tight neighborhoods, which is strange. Um especially cuz that is something that previous Mafia games did. Yeah, yeah. Um but still like despite that, like it still holds together as kind of the most kind of full package in terms of like nailing a kind of style in that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sure. Your... Yeah. Um, so I think we're all greeting that one. So, yeah, sure. um, the most atmospheric style of 2016 is Mafia 3 with runners up Super Hot and Forza Horizon 3. And then we have Best Soundtrack, which will be a doozy always. Yes,
1: it? yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so, Best Soundtrack nominees for this are Doom, Dark Souls 3, Forza Horizon 3, Mafia 3, Thumper 3, No Man's Sky 3, Stellaris 3. <laughs> Final Fantasy 15, 3, three yeah. and Valhalla
1: three,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we have lied about some <laughs> of those threes.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. So, Forza Horizon three is one. There's only two games on here that had that uses licensed music. Yeah. Um, Forza Horizon all. I think even the first one used license. Yep. It's yeah. All yeah. License <laughs> music. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the Forza games themselves that no longer use licensed music. Um, but. Yeah, I like the way that it does it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, you've know you got your radio stations, and I think it's just more the presentation of the radio stations, the way they've grouped the music. The music th- is quite all-encompassing yeah. for the first time. They have also used uh, hip-hop. Yep. So there's a hip-hop station this time. Some uh,
0: Classical music station. Yeah, the
1: classical music, which is always great. You know, you're, you're tearing down hills and ripping up <laughs> the, the landscape yeah. in, a, in a big Jeep um, is great. But yeah, I I think it's good enough that it gets a wee mention. We've mentioned it here, yeah. and I think I'm happy to take it away. Yeah. yeah,
0: I kind of feel the same. I actually feel the same way about Mafia as well. Like, yeah. where, See, I feel like Mafia gets his nods for his soundtrack and the atmosphere and style stuff.
1: Yes, yeah. Because the
0: best parts parts about Mafia soundtrack are the way that it helps build that world. Yes, yes. But like, and it has like some really great song stuff in it. But you know, as all. Licensed stuff that yeah. is part of that.
1: Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd be good with that. Yeah. Cool.
0: That means we have entirely original soundtracks on this. Which is good. Yeah. Um. So. Oh man. <laughs> Where to begin? I would take Thumper off this actually, because I really like Thumper and the soundtrack is really good. But it's really good in that. It fits in with the world and the the you know the levels, mm-hmm. but if you listen to it as own, it's not really. It's you know it's like a it's something you would listen to in the levels and never again. Yeah, you know, I, I right? think
1: yeah. yeah, I think you've got a point there. Um, a lot of times where you find a good soundtrack, you can listen to it. Yeah. Over and over without having the without game. playing the game. Yeah. Um, Dragon Age, the the first Dragon Age was always a good example of that. Yeah. Um I still have it on my on my phone, my you know, my yeah. iPod and it's there to listen to. Um uh-huh. you know, things from Kingdom Hearts as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, no, I'm yeah, I could like, be comfortable yeah. with
0: like listening to Traverse Town over and over and over. Just like good old Kingdom Hearts music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and while I don't feel like being able to listen to it outside of the game should be like a re- prerequisite for this game no. uh, for this category. I do also feel like just in general, I feel a lot stronger about most of the other games. Yeah, guys.
1: no, but I, I do get um, your, your point yeah. on what you're saying, yeah.
0: Um, but also saying that, I would also probably pull Valhalla out of this. Because I know the of you guys have played it, and...
1: The, the little bit of music, it, I can get what the music is doing, because it's building, it's made in such a way to fit in with the game.
0: And yeah. it builds to the yeah.
1: atmosphere. Um, it's
0: trying to feel like a cyberpunky. y almost like Mega Drive Sega C D game kind yeah. of thing. And I think it nails that. Um, and there's a lot of music in it. And the way it fits into the game, they the whole thing about Valhalla is you're uh, you're running a pub in a cyberpunk dystopian future. So you're never really interacting with the world that is, you know, being, you know, run by corporations, stuff like yeah. that. But people come in and tell you the story about Man, this evil corporation is really fucking me over, you know. It's <laughs> real terrible. Um, but you're running it, and you get to choose the songs for the jukebox at the start of every day. Right. So you throw on basically a playlist of the music from the game, and as a result, there's a huge amount of music in there. Right. And yeah. as a result, not all of it's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm to take it off. So I just kind of wanted to give it a shout out because
1: yeah,
0: Valhalla is probably not going to get many more shout outs in this you know this game of the year yeah um partly because i've not actually finished it um but it's a cool little thing that kind of deserves it Cool. so
1: what else we got here um so let's talk about no man's sky no man's sky so no man's sky you have these infinite possibilities of galaxies and planets that you can go and visit Yep. Um Unfortunately, or fortunately, rather, uh, the music is, is pretty set. There's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's about... I think it's just an, over an hour and a half, I think, if that. Something
0: like that, yeah. Yeah,
1: of music. Um, but, man, it, it is it's really good. It's, it is some very good music. Yeah. Um, I did feel that it kind of captured, you know... Because the music would change as you go from one planet to another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they had programmed in, you know, if it's a blue planet you play track one, if it's a green planet you play track six. Yeah. I Yeah, sure, there's
0: something similar to that, there. Yeah, there yeah.
1: may there might be, but it did feel that as you were going in, the music felt kind of tailored towards the planet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um,
0: yeah, it's it's all done by uh, Sixty Five Days of Static, who are relatively well known for doing this kind of electronic rock. Mix stuff, yeah, um, yeah, been around for like over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good, it, it's basically just an album of theirs. It's kind of like when that last Tron movie came out and Daft Punk did the soundtrack, and yes. it's just by the way, here's a new Daft Punk album, also, it's tra- Tron likes it. It feels like that. It's like, here's a new six five days of static album, also, it's the No Man's Sky soundtrack, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I really like I listen to a lot outside of the game, I listen to because the soundtrack came on streaming services a week before the game did. Right. Yeah. So I actually ended up listening to the soundtrack a lot before the game even came out. And as a result, when the game came out, I ended up listening to a lot of podcasts while playing that game. Because <laughs> the music repeats a lot when you're playing. Yeah. So you... You, know. you
1: got fairly sick of it.
0: Which okay. with any game that is, you know, dozens of hours long at least, you know, that's always going to happen. Yeah. Um, I would like to see it stay on this list for now at least. Because I really like that soundtrack. Um and I do feel like it fits really well it does with the, fit really the, well with the, the style game they've got. Um, for similar complaints that I have to know my though about it repeating a lot when you're playing it lots of times Stellaris <laughs> <laughs> um, as someone who has put tens of hours into that game it has a really good soundtrack there's that not really that much of it <laughs> Yeah, and get, it repeats a lot
1: yeah you know me find that with kind of game especially X strategy games, and, yeah. yeah like
0: civilization like you listen to the soundtrack for the first 10 hours and then turn it off yeah it's then like, it's no,
1: like no, no. Um, and it's, it's not anything to do with the quality of the music or anything yeah. it's just the amount of time yeah. that you spend in that game yeah, yeah. I mainly
0: wanted Slurge to get shouted here because Paradox have made a lot of games
1: that are really good
0: yeah most of them are really good they made Crusader Kings and Europa Universalis and uh oh shit the other one they've got the World War Uh, but yeah they've got a bunch of those games Uh and the soundtracks are never particularly stand out they're usually fine but they're never like really good Stellaris' soundtrack is really good it's something you could listen to outside of it and really enjoy it it's just by the nature of the kind of game that Stellaris is the soundtrack is always going to end up becoming a bit grating at a point. Yes, yeah. when when you're putting fifty to hundred hours in a game, you're gonna start getting bored of the soundtrack. Exactly. Yeah. yeah definitely. Um. So right here we have Doom, still which we've not talked about. Um, and Dark Souls three and Final Fantasy 3 three we've not talked about. Cool. Um. I think I'm the only one who's played a decent amount of Doom. You guys played a bit of it, and yes, yeah, we really yeah. listened to some of the music for this. Uh dooms soundtrack
1: is dooms see if you ever watched uh like movies and documentaries in the kind of late late 90s or or in the 90s you know (laughs) and it was always you know video games are bad and the the images and the, the whole killer games thing that came out and you would always be there would always be this shot of a first person shooter being played and it was always horrible angry rock music. Yeah. <laughs> that's the soundtrack for Doom. <laughs>
0: yeah, all the horrible angry, angry rock music. Oh, uh, it's really good. heavy, like but speedy it, metal. Yes, it, yeah.
1: it suits it. And the first time I heard it I, I laughed because that was the image it was in my head. But it suits the game as yeah. well. It is really good. And
0: that's the thing about Doom in general, is like the whole it's very self aware about itself. Like everything from the soundtrack to the the graphics to the level design to like some of the story beats in that game have like weird comedic things just because they're self aware about the fact that they're dumb you know uh-huh. it's about you know alien or uh, demons invading Mars I guess <laughs> like you know, yeah and... and the soundtrack is just like okay well hell is you know pretty metal so <laughs> metal yeah metal makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah um but also on the other hand, I'm not super into metal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I I like the soundtrack, but I don't know how much of it I can put up with. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I'm kind of taking off because I feel stronger about the it three kinda, games that are left here.
1: Cool. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Devil May Cry four soundtrack.
0: That's a good comparison. Um, yeah,
1: no, that was far more new metal than it was. Yeah, and had
0: and this there's no lyrics in any of the doom soundtrack which no. is probably for the best judging from devil may cry 4 which had some of the worst lyrics in the history of <laughs> video game music i, I am still really good but yeah but there's literally a song at devil may cry 4 where one of the lyrics for the main chorus is the time has come and so have i yes.
1: <laughs> Like, it's, it's yes. not a
0: good <laughs> yeah but to liken it to a game that you know yeah, I previously out, it's kind of that vein guess, of yeah. yes.
1: yeah. heavier soundtrack that fits very well with the yeah. game. Yeah. So. Um, just before we start arguing about these three as well, there is one game that I forgot to put in the list and just to give it a shout-out. I think we spoke about it when uh, its prequel came out as well, which was Project Cross Zone 2. Hmm. And it still does this this whole thing of... It has its own original music, but it takes music from the other games that yeah. the characters yeah. are from as well. Makes sense. Um, So, and the cool thing that it does is there'll be a theme playing, and you're taking your turn, so you've got the characters that you're moving. And it may come to the part where you need to move um, the uh, Kazuya and. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, so the characters from Tekken. And as you put your character, your cursor on them, and you click it, their music starts hmm. and it plays for a little while or play for a little while until you do the move. And then once you click on another character, it will seamlessly mix into the, the music for the other ones. Really
0: um,
1: cool. and it's quite, it, it can be quite weird and you can do some weird mega mixes and things. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, it's a neat touch and, um, I don't think it, it compares to anything that we've got here. No, yeah. in yeah. the final lot. Yeah. But yeah, it was just to give it a little shout. Um, Cool,
0: um. Dark Souls Three, again. I'm the only one that's kind of yeah played it and been in Dark Souls, but I played the start menu music for you guys before this, so, which is
1: yeah, I'd seen that music or heard that music, sorry, before um on the the announcement trailer uh-huh. that they they yeah. did. Um, the the music kind of feels. It feels like it belongs in, like, a Dark Souls type yeah. game, like an RPG yeah. fantasy mm-hmm. thing. Um, and, yeah, it's it's quite good.
0: Yeah. Um, the, all of the soundtrack is, like, this kind of, you know, as you expect from Dark Souls, this kind of dark-brooding kind of, you know, uh, atmospheric kind of orchestral soundtrack. Thing. Yeah.
1: I and a, There's normally the choral
0: yeah, exactly. a, yeah.
1: accompaniments. Yeah. yeah,
0: which is uh, really good. If Dark Souls 3, in a lot of ways, feels like the Dark Souls that got given a budget... Just in terms of like graphics and stuff like that as well, yeah. but the soundtrack is so much better than the previous games. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, I guess it, in a lot of ways, Bloodborne felt like the one that had a sound, it had a budget, and then it made enough money, they made Dark Souls three. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, like the music is just fantastic. I like, guess one of those things you can listen to outside of it if you're wanting to yeah. depress yourself and make the world seem scary <laughs> as you're walking around. But because everything about it is just made to be almost like horror ish. You know yeah, it's yeah. meant to be building up these scary environments that you are going to die in. And so Yeah. Yeah. Um uh,
1: I don't think we've spoken about Final Fantasy fifteen. We have
0: not. Um so Final Fantasy fifteen has a new soundtrack, as all the Final Fantasies usually do. There's, you know, iterations on you know, classic Final Fantasy themes, like yes. almost all of them, kind are. So they have a version of the battle theme, a version yeah. of the main theme, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, but the versions they have are really good versions of those things.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there is quite a lot of the the sort of original music, and then when you jump on a, a chocobo, you get the yeah the, the Mumble Mumbledale chocobo from yeah. Final Fantasy. Five, I think yeah.
0: it is. Well, a version of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, but you know that, that theme comes through and you yeah. get the tune, um, and th- it does things like that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I I, like, I, also I... worth noting, um, Five Plus Fifteen also has, given we had licensed soundtracks on here, Five Plus Fifteen has.
1: Oh yeah, it when does. You
0: jump in the car, it has one a handful of songs they made for the game that are supposed to be. They're just really bad. They're all really <laughs> bad. They're, they're like radio pop songs. They are like, they're all terrible. But they're there. Um, and then also you can buy, basically cassettes of the Final Fantasy soundtracks. Oh. Um, I think they're all in there. But oh wow. You buy different ones at different basically you know petrol stations like, you know they're basically truck stops that you find in the middle of middle places. And you can go in and buy things and go oh you have. The final fantasy 5 soundtrack or <laughs> i the last place i stopped when i was playing it yeah, er, earlier actually just before you guys came in they were selling the final fantasy 11 soundtrack which was a five part soundtrack
1: and then you just get to switch
0: between those songs as you're driving and listen to all the old soundtracks while you're going yeah um which is kind of cool
1: um i really like the soundtrack for final fantasy 15
0: yes i really like yeah. it as well um I've listened to a lot of it. Um, they also have that cover of a uh, thingy that plays at the of it when you push oh, the car.
1: yes, yeah, they've got so they got a cover version of Stand By Me.
0: Yeah, um, which is by who's that by? The cover version. Uh, I'm
1: not too sure. I didn't actually look it up.
0: I'm gonna look it up. Uh, I <coughs> yeah, it's say Florence. Yeah, Florence the Machine. Oh really? Um, yeah. So it's like their kind of big. License thing they did for that game,
1: yeah. Because um, then they normally have some somebody that they paid yeah. a lot of money for, for. Which
0: I think that's a pretty good cover compared to, Final Fantasy Thirteen, which had like that really bad Leon and loose song. Yeah. Like oh god, it was the worst. Um, yeah, I really like it. Um, but which one do we like the most?
1: Hmm, I, I think I would go with. I did like No Man's Sky. I yeah. didn't. Uh, I haven't played I Dark Souls three. Yeah. And even though I haven't played enough of Final Fantasy to get, you know, the entire story and everything like that, the the music that I have heard, I would be happy to throw my hat there.
0: Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. That's, yeah. No Man's Sky is the one I listen to. The most outside of the game, Mm -hmm. but also Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Let's be be cliche. uh, (laughs) Yeah, sure. I will happily say Final Fantasy 15 is the best soundtrack of 2016, and the runners up are Dark Souls 3 and No Man's Sky. Cool. We got Dark Souls on the list. Yay. (laughs) Um, So next up, we have biggest surprise nominees for this one are Hitman, Doom, Tricky Towers. (laughs) World of Final Fantasy, Titanfall 2, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Valhalla, and Let It Die. So. Yeah.
1: Where to start?
0: I don't think World of Final Fantasy should be on this list, because that game is exactly what it...
1: Yeah, I was I, going I to say the exact was same not, thing. I was Nothing not surprised surprising. by that,
0: no. <laughs> like, no. I, the only thing that was surprising about me is that, if, about World of Final Fantasy, was that it wasn't as good as Final Fantasy XV because so I expected it to be better than Final Fantasy XV. Right.
1: Um. No, I, I... I wouldn't call it a surprise.
0: No. Yeah. No. It's a great game. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I also expected it to be a great game from the first time they showed it. Yeah. Like, you can um, look back at the earlier podcasts when that game got announced and you'll be able to hear me going, man, that world of Final Fantasy game looks real cool. I hope it's good.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... Also, I would say the same thing for Titanfall 2. Now, I know you found it a, yeah. a surprise, In, I think that was more personal expectations and things. Yeah. I, I think it was going to be, you know, a well-made game.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: I think the bet that was surprising of Titanfall 2 for me was
0: the campaign, because the first one didn't have a campaign for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. No, it So didn't. this was the first attempt at a campaign. It's very much still at its core a kind of Call of Duty ish game. Like yeah. it's obviously very expanded out into sci-fi themes and it's uh-huh. wall running and all this cool shit that yeah, it does. Yeah. But at its core, it's still Call of Duty ish. And they didn't make a Call of Duty campaign, which is good because I don't really like Call of Duty campaigns very much. But they went out and made what is closer to something like Half Life or Portal, where they have these vignettes of these really cool ideas yeah. and they just yeah. leave them. Mm-hmm. you know like that section of uh portal 2 where you go underground and you have like all of the the speed paints and the bounce paint stuff like that yeah and then that's kind of it, it they kind of throw it away yeah it's kind of there for that and that's kind of it and it's it reminds me of that in a lot of ways uh-huh. um to the point where actually thankful to a sure, but the campaign like the best part of it are not about shooting most of it's not about shooting it's about doing all this cool platforming and mm-hmm. puzzle solving stuff which is cool. yeah But I'm also fine with taking it off here because I don't think it was as surprising as a lot of the games on here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would take Valhalla off this because it surprised me in that it was really good and it's basically a visual novel with like cocktail mixing mini games in it, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really expect anything from it. Uh, but also, it was mainly on here because it was good and I enjoyed it. But also, I hadn't heard of it until it came out. Yeah. So yeah. it was—it literally came
1: from nowhere and surprised me. Yeah. Um. Uh, Final Fantasy 15, I would say. Final Fantasy yeah. 13 was real bad. Yes, it was. So it was Final 12. Fantasy
0: 12 was real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um First fourteen. That's pretty good though. Yeah. fifteen has also been in development for a decade.
1: Yes, and Square Enix, unlike Capcom, have listened to what the fans have said and have said yeah. Look, we we didn't like this, we didn't like all like the linear stuff that was in thirteen. Thirteen, you know, um twelve had some crap in it. And they have they they've listened and they've kind of taken that out, whereas, you know, capcom when it comes to the resident evil games it's like you didn't like it (laughs) you bought it anyway tough shit you didn't like it you have twice as much (laughs) yeah Yeah. um so i think the fact that it is good
0: yeah Is. definitely deserves to be on here for that at least i think yeah yeah because it's good it's really good um the fact that it works at all is actually Genuinely surprising to me because I played both of the demos they released, which had major frame rate issues.
1: Yeah, and also,
0: and this is like a like Digital Foundry did their uh, frame rate analysis of Final Fantasy 15, and it is locked at 30. Mm-hmm. Like it has some frame pacing issues, which are more noticeable in certain places and stuff like that, where you know the frames take longer to render, basically. But yeah. it, you know the frame rate is still solid. Um, but the fact that that is a thing at all given that how many performance issues they had in those early versions mm-hmm. is crazy the fact that it came out at all is yeah. generally kind of I, making it put on this biggest surprise yeah. for me
1: but I mean if you look at the the first demo that came out yeah. it didn't the final game doesn't play like that
0: and for the most part no the combat system's changed yeah. a lot but like, for the, like in terms of that area is in the game and it's yeah. mostly the same um, yeah. parts of it are the same like the um you sneak up on a monster called Deadeye in that demo. Uh and that stuff is all still in the game. Mm-hmm. It's just the combat really that changes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um Yeah. But they, they took you know, they took on board they released this stuff and mm-hmm. you and you know, people got in the criticism. Oh, it's, yeah, so they took yeah. the, the like criticism.
0: They updated that demo, the first demo, and replaced all of the combat in it with a newer version of the combat, which is closer to what is in the final game, but they yeah. changed it again in yeah. development. Um. Yeah, I think it has to stay on here. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Um. I'm gonna sling in and say "Let It
1: Die" should be there because where the hell did that come from?
0: Yeah, "Let It Die" falls into a similar category for Final Fantasy XV for me, where it's weird that it came out at all. Mhm. Because that game's been in development since. What, uh, what was Suda's last game? Uh,
1: uh the Killer is Dead.
0: Killer is Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been in development for years. Um, it was originally announced as. Uh, Lily Bergamo which then which had a completely different art style looked different but judging from interviews and stuff like that was the same game. Um, it came out of nowhere well they they, they came out of nowhere I guess they announced it a while ago Yeah. they announced the name change, they showed a little bit of gameplay here and there but they didn't really show much of it or talk much
1: about it Yeah.
0: and then it just kind of came out like, yeah. it didn't seem like it had much of a release date
1: no, and it just Seven kind of came four. out
0: and it, it's free. It's free, which apparently was, it was announced a while ago, but I didn't know that. I yeah, mean, right? It was just yeah. like, when I read it, it was like, oh, by the way, you know, Let It Die is out and it's free. And I was like, mm, what?
1: Yeah. So.
0: Also, Billy Dee Williams is in that game.
1: <laughs> oh, right, I haven't, I haven't found him yet.
0: <laughs> He's one of the player characters. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Ah. They got Billy Dee Williams to voice a character that barely <laughs> speaks.
1: Yeah, the, the, um, there's uh nice. Tracy. Tracy Lawrence is one mm-hmm. of the the player characters yeah. as well. It's, uh, yeah, it is a complete surprise. Yeah. Um, the, and the fact that it's so fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty yeah. good. The so, fact
0: you're enjoying it when you don't like Dark Souls is the bit that's weirding me out though. Because <laughs> <laughs> that game's basically a worse playing Dark Souls. It's really good, but it's it's a bit clunkier than Dark Souls. Is. Yeah, yeah I'm thoroughly enjoying it though. I I really enjoy it. So I'm not criticizing this. It's great yeah. Um, I haven't played enough where the free to play mechanics really feel like a issue yet. Yes, I yeah, I'm the same. That will be a thing.
1: Yeah, at the moment it just feels like. Right. Okay, I can see at one point I'm going to run out of stuff, but then you would just alter your playstyle. Yeah. You either alter your playstyle or you pay the money. Yeah. Um, I've I've not encountered anywhere where I'd need to pay money as of yet. I think. There's resources that you can buy that end up getting used and things like death insurance. Yeah, I think death
0: insurance is the main thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. well, that's. Basically, buy continues, which is kind of weird, but. Yeah. um... Given the setting is all inside this arcade cabinet, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, and that and the fact that I'm running around punching people with my fists more than I'm using weapons. That's crazy, you're going to die way faster. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get to, like, level three and then get blown up. Oh, yeah, that's. I've, I've. The, the highest I've reached is level two so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it stays on here for now at least. Um, yeah. I think uh, you guys will probably turn on Doom pretty quickly. So. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, and not, not in the bad way I thought. With the, the development diaries and things that were coming out for Doom, it did what I thought it was going to do. For me,
0: I really didn't like Doom three. And Doom Three was also a long time ago. Yeah. And they showed stuff for Doom Four that then got cancelled because they couldn't get it to work well. And they couldn't make a good game out of it. Right. And Rage came out, and I liked Rage, but Rage had a lot of issues as well. Yeah. And Rage was actually okay. Got to this point where it was like, can then they John Carmack left Ed. Yeah. And basically, no one that you know Romero's been not at Ed for a long time, so basically everyone that worked on when Doom was great, was not working on Doom anymore. Yep. And they were like, "We're making. We've rebooted Doom Four. We're going to try again. We're going to do it from scratch. It's going to be something else." And so I kind of like the whole development of that was so messy that the fact that it came out and was really good was a genuine shock to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I was more surprised by other games on this list for right. other reasons. Yeah. Like at, at its core. They made a really good old school first person shooter that has a lot of like level exploration and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, great. But there's other stuff on this list like, yeah, I think Final Fantasy 15, Let It Die need to stay on this list. For yep. you know, yeah, yeah, really. definitely. Um, tricky towers.
1: Yeah. So this was.
0: This is this year's Rocket League for us. Yeah. Not yeah. For, yeah. Not for most people.
1: Yeah. So this is a game that came out. It was a PlayStation Plus game. And it was like, right, what the hell is this? It looks like some sort of puzzle thing. I downloaded it. Now I don't know if I sent the message to you or you sent the message to me. And it was, oh my god, you need to play this.
0: I think it may be me to you because I think me and Nathan played it multiplayer, and then we sent stuff to you, going like, you need to play this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it is just, it was a complete shock, and um, it is, it's one of those. It's very simple multiplayer games that you end up yeah, spending just, far too much time yeah. playing.
0: It's Tetris with physics, and yes. I, you know, we talked about this a bit <clears throat> last year, I think, when Puyo Puyo Tetris became kind of the thing that I was playing lots of. um Like, I really like multiplayer Tetris. Multiplayer Tetris is great, and adding a twist on it where there's this physics stuff that will just knock over your yeah. with Tetris blocks is great
1: it's really fun um... uh, yeah you, you then get the power-ups that you can unleash you so you get a power-up and you can either be naughty or nice with it mm-hmm. so essentially you can use it for yourself or you can unleash it yeah <laughs> on your opponents and it's you it, it's quite funny to see and to do it as well because you'll be building your tower and someone to your left or right in the multiplayer is carefully sculpting this tower and you send down a huge fucking block. <laughs> and there's a <like>, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> it's just got that.
0: Also the fact that when you finish a level, you have to place a a roof on your yes. tower that you've built. <laughs> you've got this monstrosity of Tetris blocks that are leaning off things and like leaning on posts to stand upright at all. And they're just <laughs> sprawling out everywhere and you can <laughs> put a roof down somewhere. And then it has a couple of seconds of physics where it all twists and just go, well, that's a fucking shithole. Great. Good job. <laughs> it's really good. Um, on the other hand, though, Hitman came out this year, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a big Hitman fan. Uh, no. I like Hitman Blood Money. I like Blood Money. I like contracts. I didn't really like Contracts much I didn't mind Silent Assassin which was the second one Contracts was the third one wasn't
1: it I really wasn't super keen on
0: the last (laughs) Hitman game the last Hitman I didn't really like either because it wasn't really a Hitman game it felt more like Melgar Solid in a weird way Um, Hitman this new one felt like again another kind of troubled development where that last hitman didn't do super well and they weren't sure if they're going to get to make one at all
1: yeah it was announced
0: as episodic or was it this as episodic? it was announced the full game and then it was episodic. it made the switch to be episodic and then i think what else did they do did they not like reduce the number of episodes it was be yes or yeah like, that? like there was a bunch of shit that came out before it came out that was like oh this is going to be terrible isn't it like they are clearly low on money and not able to do this well yeah and then it came out and they've got through five episodes of it now i think i think um, that, yeah and that's is the, complete isn't it it's the end of their first season and oh, it's done right. well enough they're going to do a second season and it's great like it is genuinely one of the best hitman games yeah um each of those environments is like I said before, it's kind of what I wanted from Metal Gear Solid 5. Where they did that Ground Zeroes thing where you had that one big area and they loaded a bunch of different missions into it. That is what Hetman is. They, each episode is an environment. So you get the Paris map, which is this giant mansion with a fashion show going on. And mm-hmm. But you get yeah. Sapienza, which is this little coastal village in Italy. Um, You get... uh, There's... uh. Bar in Bangkok, or it's like a hotel in Bangkok, or something like that. Um, like I've not played much more of those ones. I've played like one assassination on most of the other ones, but you get each of these episodes, and they come with like the big main assassinations, which each have a selection of what they call opportunities that you can turn on if you don't want to play Hitman the kind of traditional way. The traditional way, way of play Hitman is you know you wander around not really knowing what to do, exploring the map, not really knowing where to go, finding your target, trying to catch them off guard some way, and maybe kill them in some kind of interesting way. Opportunities just points you at the interesting ways to play them. So you'll see a list of them that are like, here's, if you want to kill this guy by shooting him out of the ejector seat of a plane, follow these steps. (laughs) This (laughs) is what i will do. And it'll take you through step by step, which is in itself a really good way to learn the map because then they have other missions that don't have that stuff in it so you have if you're on PS4 you have the uh, Sarajevo 6 which is I guess there's 6 maps is a an assassination target on each of the maps that is specifically for PS4 that is its own unique thing Uh Um, you get elusive targets which are time locked targets so they're assassinations that are custom made that you can only play for a few days right and if you don't do it in those few days, or if you fail it once, you only get one attempt at it. That's it. It's done. It's, it's gone. That's your your chance to do that target's gone forever. Um, and it all just works really well. You end up replaying that same map over and over, but learning it more as you go and knowing like this is where I can get this stuff. This is where I can get this stuff. And as you do more of the, they have like a bunch of challenges for each map. Most of them, like some of them, are stock ones that are just like you know, do an assassination with a sniper rifle without getting mm-hmm. caught, that kind of thing. Or get through an entire assassination without ever alerting a guard. Or losing a disguise or something like that. Right. And all of that stuff is just great. And as you get through those challenges you unlock more stuff to let you replay levels in different ways. Mm-hmm. So you unlock different starting positions. So you can start already disguised like as a guard somewhere or already disguised as a chef in the kitchen. And all that stuff is just really good and encourages you to replay the levels over and over and over. It makes it really fun. And so in a lot of ways, like it feels like they nailed the episodic stuff in a way that no one else has really. Right. Like Telltale does their episodic stuff every you know yeah. You know yeah. <clears throat> every seven games they release a year. But <laughs> their episodic stuff is here's a section of a story, here's the next section of a story here's the next section of stories. Yeah. So you know, it's the TV-style yeah, episode yeah. structure. Yeah. The Hetman episode structure is more, here is a shitload of content that you will replay over and over until the next episode is out. Right. And it works uh-huh. in a way that I did not expect it to. Um, everything about that game before release seemed like a disaster. Um, so, yeah, I think Hetman needs to be on this list.
1: Okay, okay. That, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say Um, Tricky Towers or Let It Die?
0: I've not played a lot of Let It Die, but I'm also really surprised that it exists. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm really um, torn on that. i played a lot of Tricky Towers. I
1: have, yeah, I have. Played. I've not played any Tricky Towers but at all. No.
0: You know, Final Fantasy Versus Thirteen should never have even came out. Like the fact, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the idea that it came out is kind of the reason it's on this list for me.
1: Yeah, so I think I think tri- tricky towers. We have, you know, we are going to speak about it later on when it comes yeah. to things like multiplayer and things like that. yeah Fair enough. Um. I, I think it's. Out of the th- out of the four that's there, it's one of the, it's it's not one of those that we went Jesus that actually that came out. Yeah, it's a surprise yeah. for
0: different reasons. Surprise because yeah. it came out of nowhere and ended up being really fun. Yeah, it's again like it is like the Rocket League of this year. Yes, it, yeah. I mean only for us because it didn't really catch on in a massive way like Rocket League did. Yeah, but yeah. We played a lot of them, um, but yeah, these other three games are all kind of on here for similar reasons in mm-hmm. that they've been in development for ages, they've had terrible development yeah, they, and... They, they've, they've yeah, basically, they fought the odds. Yeah.
1: And beat them, yeah, so I... I think for that way, I think I'd be happy with taking Tricky Towers off, if you yeah. really wanted yeah. to. Yeah? Yeah. Okay,
0: so, okay. Then what wins? We have Hitman, Final Fantasy fifteen, or Let It
1: Die? Ooh. I think... I think there's a good argument for both Final Fantasy and Hitman. Yeah, yeah. On those, between those, um, I would I would go with Final Fantasy because yeah. I have seen it and played it.
0: With yeah. Hitman,
1: you know, I don't.
0: Yeah, we should really load that up before this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing I would say about Final Fantasy 15 is that that demo that came with Type Zero
1: mm-hmm.
0: was very good.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Like. It was definitely a surprise that Final Fantasy Fifteen came out and they ended up being great, but you know there was hints at it before.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but I'm actually also still okay with it winning this because I I'm really enjoying that game way more than I expected to. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, because I guess that's the other part of it is that I didn't expect I should really like Final Fantasy
1: Fifteen that much.
0: Never mind it coming out and being yeah, good I, and stuff like that.
1: I I think that one of the surprises was when you bought it as well. Yeah, yeah like, Because I, we, the way the. We do the podcast and we talk about what we're going to buy. We we normally have big big discussions after we've you know yeah. hit the stop button on the record, uh, and um, there was never really an indication that you were going to buy it. You know, I knew you were going to buy yeah. World of Final Fantasy, and then you bought Final Fantasy 15, and it was like right, okay, I'm, I'm surprised
0: yeah. at that. It kind of just came out of seeing more gameplay of it, like you know, before the reviews came out. You know, um, YouTube people were starting to put out some yeah. gameplay footage. Giant yeah. Bomb put up their crack look, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I was looking at like, oh, this actually looks like something I would really enjoy. Um, yeah. So I, I'm okay with calling that our biggest surprise yep. of the year. Yep. Yeah? yeah, that works for me. Cool. In that case, Final Fantasy Fifteen is the biggest surprise of 2016. Runners up are Hitman and Let It Die. Yep. And now we have the best portable game. This is the category for games that are out on 3DS and Vita, or, well, or Vita. Yeah, um,
1: and or Vita. And or Vita. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't think any of them are on both. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, nominees for this are Final Fantasy Explorers, Fire Emblem Fates, Severed, Project Cross Zone 2, Bravely Second, Rhythm Paradise, Pokemon Sun, and Moon.
1: Cool. Uh, Bravely Second, I am happy to take off the list. Um... Because I haven't played that much of it. Okay,
0: I haven't played any of it. I've still not played Bravely Brave Default. default. <laughs> oh wow.
1: Um, yeah, the Bravely Default, fantastic game. We spoke about it in depth when it came out and when yeah. I played it. Bravely Second is more of the same, but it has it's changed. So the the whole thing was with the the default. You know, you yeah. would go with the default settings and the the, mm-hmm. the default. Uh, sorry, default stance. Here it's all about being second, and again they're just playing with the. The, the turn-based combat, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get—I
0: no, as an idea—you
1: you know, you're you're getting certain benefits for doing certain things, yeah, and, um, yeah. So I'm, I imagine there'll be another one, but yeah, it <laughs> is yeah. really good from what I can see. So, uh, um, I think in the same vein, Rhythm Paradise. I'm Rhythm Paradise is awesome. Um, I but really like played a Rhythm Paradise. What you need to remember is uh, it's a best of.
0: Yeah, it's basically a compilation of best levels from previous ones. With yeah. changes, but mostly. Yeah,
1: so it's um, I mean the first the the first four levels in the game are games that I uh mini games that I played in yeah. the DS version. Okay, i kind of okay. um I would be okay with taking Pokemon Sun and Moon off as well.
0: Really, really? I, guess, yes. I kind of think that's probably going to stay. Like, you... With the other stuff that's there,
1: it would be the only one I'd fight for though.
0: umbecause because I'm, I'm going to say we should take off Severed.
1: because
0: okay. I like that game and I reviewed it quite well. But, uh, I, I don't feel super strongly about it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a good game. It's a good game with a really nice art style. Um, it's a old school dungeon crawler of the style of, uh, like you don't there's no like walking animations between rooms each room is literally a square on a grid and you press forward and you kind of just fade into that next square and it's really cool and it's got some really good ideas but it's okay yeah i'm going to take off
1: because okay. i don't
0: feel super strongly about it cool. uh
1: final fantasy explorers
0: i put lots of hours into final fantasy explorers yeah. It needs to be on this list. <laughs> i put
1: loads and loads if into it. If nothing
0: else, it is my most played horrible <laughs> game of this year. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, in that case, I think uh, Project Cross Zone 2 is probably... Probably the weakest. Uh, those are now. Those are four game, four fantastic games of the you were so saying it's yeah.
0: the weakest, portable game of the year. What? No, no. <laughs> so,
1: you know that we're looking at Final <laughs> Fantasy Explorers, Fire Emblem Fates, Project on Two, and Pokemon Sun and Moon.
0: Yeah. We don't have a worst game of the year, currently.
1: Uh, I know, no, we don't. None of us played bad games. <laughs> um, that is, I think Project zone is the the weakest. Out the weakest of out of those. So okay. yeah. I'm and, fine with that. And just removing it, sorry for that, and it's still a fantastic game, and yeah. I will be playing lots of it.
0: So in that case, we have our three, which are Final Fantasy Explorers, Fire Emblem Fates, and Pokemon Sun and Moon.
1: Um... Oh man, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> so, hard. Um, I'm going to fight for Pokemon Sun and Moon,
0: but that's surely because I think I'm at 65 plus hours on it now. I played a lot of Final Fantasy Explorers, but I also don't think it's as good as these two other <laughs> <laughs> games. I, I think do. Final Fantasy Explorers is a very shallow monster hunter clone
1: fits. it's better than monster hunter though it does monster hunter better I don't know than monster if, Hunt, in but... some
0: ways it's more playable more easily playable yes more easily um, accessible it's, yeah it's more accessible than monster i don't know if i'd say it's better than monster hunter but it's because if nothing else it has like four monsters in it <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: um yeah i really liked it uh yeah. I think it was the fact that that it was lighter than Monster Hunter is what Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, diff- diff- I really it, like it Monster Speed, Hunter. Yeah.
0: But I can't play a lot of Monster Hunter after like, there's a usually a rank in Monster Hunter that's a cut off for me that I'm like Yeah I, I'm the I need, same I need to get good to be able to get this far and I'm not gonna do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um so I really like that Fire Emblem Fates and we've already spoken about we've made it the, the best RPG.
0: Yeah. Which is (laughs) worth noting, all of these were listed in Best (laughs) RPGs. Yes! (laughs) And I would actually probably also argue that I... I don't know. Even if you say Pokemon's not as good an RPG as Fire Emblem, can you still say it's a better game? Do you think, part? I don't know. I don't know. um... Pokemon is a lot more than just...
1: Yeah, Yeah, Pokemon's a lot more than just an RPG. Yeah. Yeah, um... You know what? For the changes and everything that has done, if you if you wanted to make Pokemon Sun and Moon the best portable, I'd be yeah. I I think I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I would say, yeah, it's it's easier to save the game now and things like that. Yeah. So it does make it a lot more bite-sized. They've got rid of the whole uh, having to keep a spare Pokemon as a, an HM slave. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, but they, they make save slots, are there.
1: Just a one, just a one.
0: No, I cut it off list <laughs> <laughs> um, Bullshit! It's twenty sixteen, goddamn it. So fi- why do you need more than one for Pokemon? Yeah, I want to do multiple runs.
1: Um, fi- start the game again. <laughs> Fire Emblem. I the thing that I liked about it, it was normally it was quite bite sized. Yeah. You know, yeah. so for traveling and things in the, in the portable way. Uh, Pokemon. It does the exact same as well. It. So one of the things that I was talking about against it in uh, RPG of the Year yep. is where it's the same story and things. Yes. Yep. This is where it's fine though because you shut the, the, <laughs> the DS and it's like, where am I going? Ah oh, fuck! I'm just heading up the hill. Yeah. You're always heading up somewhere. Yeah. And and in the case of maybe not the because not the gyms, the trials,
0: the trials in themselves are actually really bite sized. So yeah. If you do one trial and you're oh, okay, I'm done for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Or you do an island and go undone for the day, which is the way I
1: seem to do it. Uh, And manage to log sixty-five hours in two weeks or something like that. Yeah. In my case, but. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'd be happy to say it's it's the best portable. Yeah. And I was going to admit defeat on that one before I even started arguing. This happens at least
0: once every year. Yeah. Pretty sure you're doing that part. (laughs) Started with, whichever Halo it was. Is it Reach or was it 4? I don't know how long we've been podcasted for. How many decades has it been? <laughs> oh
1: what, since we started this episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Our best portable game for 2016 is Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, with runners-up Final Fantasy Explorers and Fire Emblem Fates. I did it again! Yeah. Next up, we have Best Shooter which there is a lot of games in. Um, so we have... Titanfall 2, Battlefield 1, Gears of War 4, Uncharted 4, Doom 6. Uh, it is technically Doom 4. Um, <laughs> Devil Daggers, Overwatch, mm-hmm. ReCore, Quantum Break, and Superhot. Oh Jesus, that's a lot of shooters. Is. Superhot is. is technically not sure. a <laughs> I, We've moved it in this list because we got rid of another the list, but I actually got to take Super Hot out right away okay. because it's not actually a shooter.
1: Is Uncharted you... a shooter?
0: Yes, yes, 100%. Yeah, as yeah. much as
1: it's an action adventure game,
0: I mean, yeah, which is the category we got rid of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, it's it's mostly a shooter, like most of that game you're shooting,
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's a third
0: person cover by shooter, it's, yeah, it's also not one of the best ones of the year, right? But okay. I'm never big on Uncharted, so I guess that's me, uh, yeah, so... I loved
1: Uncharted 4. I was... Well, let's talk about Uncharted 4 then. Um, <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah, I, I've i just put it in. Yeah. Um, I think it's fantastic. Story's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Presentation is good. The graphics, oh, is one of the prettiest games I've seen this oh, year. Oh, 100%, well. yeah. Um,
0: it looks insane. Yeah, the,
1: the the story, I'm loving the story, yeah. and the... The gameplay is... It is male Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that, that kind of... Uh, I need to get to the top there. How do I get there? Claim stuff. I yeah. liked it so much, I went and bought the Uncharted Collection because I hadn't played any of the first. Game. Oh right, well, oh,
0: really? wow. nice. Um, Fair
1: yeah, I I think the shooting on it. Um, it's
0: the best it has been in Uncharted, yeah, which yes. is to say. It's
1: all right. <laughs> yes, um, you can it's turn okay. the you can turn the aim assist on, which sometimes yeah. helps. Yeah, so kind of like even in in Mafia Three. Um, you know, I I like the aim assist in Mafia Three. Yes, me and too. And I, I like it in this as well because sometimes it means you can, uh, it's it's a little bit of cheating, but it if it helps you enjoy the game more, that's that's cool as well. So yeah. you you know you can use the cover, you can run it. it just means you can pop up and you're you're automatically aimed focused on an enemy, which is yeah. quite cool. Yeah. Um, I think it would, it should stay there for the time being. Yeah. Definitely. Um, What I was going to say was Gears of War 4. Um, I'd be happy to take that away because it's just more Gears. It's the exact same. More like Gears of War more. Yeah, Gears of War more. Um. It does have a new Horde mode. I do like Horde mode. Yeah, um, from the little that I've played, it's... The same. It's just more, um, I've, more enemies. Uh, dif- different enemies.
0: I mean, until a point. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. I've watched a lot of gameplay of that game, and it seems like they failed to make Gears of War anything other than it has been before. Yeah. It feels like they very much were like somewhere down the line, someone was like, all right, well, if we're shooting robots instead of locusts and they're like that sounds quite cool we'll have this new thing where you find a bunch of different types of enemies it'll be great it would be kind of a cool thing Yeah. and then somewhere down the line someone stepped in and they went no man that's Gears of War put looks in yeah. it's like the looks are gone we finished that it's like no
1: nah. do nah, a flashback nah, no nah,
0: mm-hmm. put the Locust locus what if the main enemies that are like there that are kind of also there that are causing issues and it's all just what if there's <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're different from the regular locusts because they're not wearing clothes so we'll call them something else I can't remember what they call them. They come like the swarm or something like that. They're like they're they're different, but yeah. they're just the locusts without clothes on. <laughs> they're literally just naked locusts. It's like that's not a new character. we no one's falling for this. They come out of
1: emergence halls. It.
0: They're literally the locusts.
1: Uh, it's dumb. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Recall. Uh, yeah. That's anyone?
0: Not, did anyone play Recall? I didn't no. play Recall. I've just heard really bad things about the later half of that game. Right.
1: I I quite liked it. Uh, Recall was quite good. Um, decent old story. Uh, felt like uh, bit of an old school platformer shooter thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Uh, I have been meaning to pick it up. So that's yeah. Cool. Um, it's good. Enjoyed it. Um, but if you removed it from here, I don't think I'd be too. I was not super upset. Yeah. Really? I've not played it. So. Gone. It's really gone. I lied. I'm pissed. <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> um, quantum Break. Yeah. Uh, what is it with this man just picking a, on all my games here. Of
0: defensive. Quantum yeah. Break. So, <laughs> um,
1: Quantum Break. Quantum. I'm Really sad that I didn't
0: play Quantum Break yet because I usually really like remedies games.
1: Yeah, it is a. It's a solid game. Really good games. Good story. Uh, the whole idea of where they have this live action series. Yeah. Hmm. tying in with the game works quite well um i don't think it works as well as they 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 kind of hyped it up to do yeah but it's still really good um terms of the shooting it's got a good story terms of the shooting there's probably better ones out there
0: yeah yeah i mean this is the overall package it doesn't need to be just like as shooting but yeah
1: yeah um but Mm. it sounds
0: like you think it maybe stumbles a little bit with some of the FMV stuff and
1: yeah yeah it does Um, it is a good game and just to give you spoilers it's it's a cracking game but it's not on my game of the year yeah my you know my personal game of the year list so that might be a yeah Um, I know you guys didn't like them
0: so maybe we just cut it off of that but Doom's really good. so I'm going to take it off. You said that quite a bit. But Doom's <laughs> really good. For similar reasons, I might also just say we should probably take Devil Daggers off here. <laughs> because, so, yeah, we didn't talk about Devil Daggers too much in the podcast, but it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a wave-based, time-based shooter made to look like a early, like, PC first-person shooter, like, um, Early three D, so like just after sprites, so more like a kind of quake era than yeah, Doom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it nails that aesthetic. It looks. It looks really. It, good. it looks really grimy. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It, looks, it doesn't look it looks, good, but it looks, it looks good bad. for
1: what it's trying to do.
0: Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks bad in the way those games look bad now. Um, and it's really hard, and also the shooting is just fun, and it's it's got a bizarre amount of depth to it that you wouldn't initially expect. So. There's a lot of mechanics, like you're destroying these giant towers that are spewing out skulls everywhere. <laughs> yes. And when you destroy the towers, they drop red gems. Yeah. You can only pick up red gems when you're not shooting, which means these constant waves of enemies that come down on you. You can't pick up these gems until you stop whittling them down a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And those gems give you upgrades to make you shoot better. Also, there's these giant, terrifying spider monster skulls. Everything's <laughs> so a skull in this game, pretty much. They're all variations of skulls. Um, there's this giant spider monster skull that flies in the air and screams at you and pulls in all the gems that come out. So, until you kill it, you can't pick up gems to upgrade your gun. Yep. I say gun. Your gun is actually just you holding your hand out and shooting things at your hand. You're shooting daggers out of ice um, and yeah. Yeah. Given the name of the game. And it's... Just really good. Like I put a lot of time into it, um, and never got any good at it. But it was, I got, I put a lot of time into just going through it, wave of wave after mm-hmm. wave, trying again, um, and also it has this whole leaderboard thing where you can just go on the leaderboard and watch anyone else's play. Yes. Yeah. So you can compete with anyone in your friends list, and you can look at your friends list and go yeah. like, oh, that guy beat me. I'll watch his playthrough, and it records everything. Yeah. Um, or you can just scroll all the way up in the leaderboard and be like, this guy survived for like. 10 minutes. How did he do that? That shouldn't <laughs> be physically possible. Yeah, and there's like boss fights in that game, apparently, at like a certain point. Like, there's. there's what there's... the I know, right? Like, I've not made it far enough to see any of them, but yeah, I've watched playthroughs of people, and it's like crazy. Um, but I also know that you guys are not. You've not really played it at all. No. No, no. no I, I
1: played a, a, a few yeah. minutes. I
0: think there's more in-depth shooters here that it probably would be... Yeah. Yeah. True. Um.
1: So, the talk about Battlefield 1, I think I'm the only person that played it. Surprisingly. Yes. Yeah. Surprise. Which is weird as hell. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I put it in this category as well, I think, mm-hmm. is, is even more surprising. Yeah, definitely. So, I really like Battlefield 1 and single player. Mm-hmm. Did not I played a little bit of the multiplayer, and it, when you play the multiplayer, it is it's it's going back to playing Call of Duty and Battlefield and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that, which is stuff that I'm not too keen on. So, any uh, opinion that I have on the game is purely based on the single player. Yes. Um, I love the the whole thing with the single player. Um, the game starts off and you're playing as in a, a troop. Yep. And uh, every time you die you come back as somebody else this is only at the beginning of the story yeah. um, for the first mission only and then it goes into bog standard stuff where it's telling stories uh, there's five different stories yeah totally right. Yeah. Um, five different stories in different outfits during the first world war um, and it is you are a little bit like um, you're playing John Rambo in some of them yeah. uh, some of them are based on real life stories that happened you know and you can tell some of them are sort of made up to be a little more fantastical such as the one where you're a a pilot that crashed his zeppelin and somehow landed on top of said zeppelin and you're running across the top of it shooting it as you run along. I'm sure that
0: definitely
1: happens (laughs) yeah well the Indiana Jones theme played in the background <laughs> so you know some of it is a little bit more fantasy and uh, making yeah. it more interesting and things and th- yeah that's cool but i really like the presentation and the story of it yeah um that being said that is only one small section of the game mm-hmm. yeah and i think there are the other games that are in here
0: a bit more complete
1: yeah they're a bit more complete there is uh, because there isn't a lot of story within those five Missions, it is. I uh, I was going to say glorified tutorial, but that takes away from them a little bit yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. 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 But I think battlefield campaigns kind of always do fall into like, yes, that is a kind of derogative way of saying them in a lot of ways, but they do always kind of fall into that trap of being of feeling like this is a multiplayer map repurposed, and they build a story into it to some degree.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So it ends up feeling kind of tutorially in that way.
1: Yeah. um yeah because there are um particularly in the Italian stuff um because I played some multiplayer there mm-hmm. and the map for this the story yeah. is one of the multiplayer maps yeah you know yeah. so that is exactly what you are mm-hmm. um I really enjoyed it uh I was very surprised that I enjoyed it um and it was excellent but I think I'm happy to take it off and let the other games that are left beyond this list. Yeah.
0: Yep. So I mean, our best shooter list will be Titanfall 2, Uncharted 4, and Overwatch. yeah Which is the one game we've not talked about at all on this yes. podcast yet, or either of these podcasts yet. Um, did you guys play Overwatch at all? I've not. No.
1: No, I I, I didn't play any. Um, but I did uh, watch quite a bit. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. Overwatch is a class-based shooter in the vein of uh team fortress 2 basically team fortress 2 is a very direct thing it is cribbing from like it's right. got very similar classes to what team fortress 2 had and it has more classes than it had and it kind of brings in some elements of mobas in a way mm-hmm. just in terms yeah. of like yeah. each of them have different kind of powers there's none of the like you're not killing creeps you're not leveling up and stuff like that it's just a simple solid team-based sure yeah um with a really nice art style, really nice characters that are all super unique both playing and looking, so it has that really cool thing that Team Fortress used to have, which was the, you have the silhouettes of the characters, yeah, you know they yeah, all, this yeah. is the thing they always talk about, is if you look from across the map and someone who's only a few pixels tall, you can still look at them and go, that's a Roadhog, that's a Tracer, that's whatever, because they all look so different from other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're never looking at it going, that might be anyone. Is that a sniper looking at me? I can't tell that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it just plays really well. It is just super simple, super light, and easy to jump into, um, which is kind of why it's on this list for me. Um, it has all that Blizzard polish as well, so it's you know really pretty and smooth and stuff. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a campaign. That's worth noting. Um, it is only multiplayer, but it is like uh, you know some of the best multiplayer on here. Um. yeah so I really can not watch
1: cool but I don't know I don't know and you would probably be the one to defend Titanfall 2 as well
0: yeah Titanfall is we've talked a bit about the campaign already like it does some really cool stuff with mm-hmm. level design and with you know changing things up as it goes and not sticking it's not married to any one mechanic like yep. I was really worried that kind of like how you know, Call of Duty stuff and Battlefield stuff have been in the past. That the campaign would just be multiplayer levels with the multiplayer yeah. mechanics even. Like, it plays differently than how the multiplayer plays in a lot of ways. Like, the core stuff, like the wall running and the jumping stuff is all the same. And yep. Getting in your mech or your, your Titan and shooting stuff is all kind of the same. But, those levels focus a lot more on platforming in a way that the multiplayer doesn't. Yeah. Like. Um, and, introducing the mechanics, like the weird kind of time stuff, and uh, um, there's other stuff towards the end of that game that's really weird, and they just come up with really varied level designs that they couldn't have done if they were sticking to multiplayer maps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: There's a level in that campaign where you're trying to activate a beacon so that you can contact your... Basically the whole premise of the game is you got dropped on this enemy planet to figure out what they were doing in a weird factory, and you end up getting separated from everyone so you regroup with a bunch of people and you're trying to send a beacon to get help to basically get off the planet again and you get to the beacon and there's a bunch of soldiers there and they're like we need this thing can you get us this thing so we can turn the beacon on and you're like okay fine Where can I get one and they're like over there and it's like this giant radar dish that is like hanging off <laughs> over just a chasm <laughs> there's just nothing there um, I think it might actually even be on a floating platformy thing or something like. Is it basically there's no way to get to it from the ground? Uh huh. Yeah. So your mech picks you up and throws you, and as a result, there's this whole section that they could never have done in multiplayer because you're separate from your mech primarily. Is the main thing, but also all the areas of it are so small. Yep. And so, revolving around wall running. Uh huh. Because you're using it to traverse across all these kind of floating platforms to get up to this radar dish, and. It's just, you know, this own separate thing that ends up being this cool level that it's just really fun to play. Um, I end up really enjoying that campaign a lot. And I also, something's not come up in this game, uh, this uh, podcast very much yet, I've played a lot of the multiplayer for that game as well. Right. Which I didn't expect to do, because again, I kind of thought it'd be very Call of Duty-ish. Right. Yes. And it kind of is in a lot of ways but then also you call mech down and you crush everyone and you punch people with your mech <laughs> and that's real good um but yeah I, I'm really really enjoying it um for me it is the most kind of like overall package in this because
1: yeah that's what I was about to say is that the
0: but in but that, that's also just because I'm not big on fan. Huh? like I think Uncharted 4 is great um I don't know what you guys feel more And
1: um, I yeah See, well, Uncharted 4 uh, I think is is, is fantastic. Yep. I'm, I'm really loving it. I think it. it's
0: phenomenal as well. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm loving the story. It is...
0: I think it's the best Uncharted game. Yeah. Um, oh, easily. And it's the Uncharted game I enjoyed the most and I did enjoy it. I don't want to like make people think I think it's terrible or something like that. Um, but it has the same issue with the previous Uncharted to the point where I really enjoy all the platform stuff I really love all the story stuff and the story stuff is really great all the characters like I was really sceptical of introducing Nathan Drake's brother as a character because that sounded stupid Shut up yeah. sounded like yeah. a fucking idiotic idea but yeah. it works and it's great Um, but then every time I got to an encounter where I had to shoot people I was like man I don't know anymore
1: um, See, and I think the shooting's pretty good. I
0: think it's alright. It's,
1: it's, yeah, I think I think the shooting's good. I think in terms of the entire experience of you know starting the game, getting the story of you know he's now settled down. He's he's trying to live a normal life. He's yeah, turned his back yeah. and all the other things. I love that stuff. Um, yeah. You know, so clean bandicoot. Yeah, uh, you know, so he's got all of that, and yeah, the the shooting isn't. You know, it's not the shooting that you get in Battlefield or the, yeah. the shooting that you yeah, get yeah. in Overwatch, but in terms of an,
0: you're right, it's nowhere near that good.
1: <laughs> in terms of an overall experience, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's above those. Yeah, yeah. But that is that's, you know, that that's just me. I don't know whether we should be looking at it. I'm, know, as i
0: as a shooter, or I would be fine with Uncharted 4 winning this because I did really enjoy it. Um. I did enjoy these other two games a bit more
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and I
0: stuck with them a bit more like I still play Overwatch and Titanfall now but that's largely because they are multiplayer and more playable. Yeah. The multiplayer in Uncharted 4 is bad Uncharted multiplayer like there a, there's a handful of people that will continue to play that forever and think it's great <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's bad Uncharted multiplayer. Yeah. Like I've enjoyed parts of Uncharted multiplayer in the past and I didn't like anything of Forge. Um. But I'm fine with it winning for its campaign and stuff, because its campaign is great. Cool. Um, okay, Yeah. Cool. Okay, so, best shooter of 2016 is Uncharted 4. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. And the runners-up are Titanfall 2 and Overwatch. Because they'd probably be right. Yeah. <laughs> I've not really solidified my Game of the Year list yet, but I'm pretty sure either Titanfall 2 or Overwatch will be on it, <laughs> but I'm not sure which. Um, and the final category we have is one another one that won't have a real winner. It's just a everyone loses category. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, oh shit, that came out this year. Our category where we point out the games that we forgot came out this year <laughs> until we started writing these lists. Yeah. Um, so the nominees and winners are <laughs> Banner Saga 2. Yeah, so. <laughs>
1: that came out this year. Banner Saga 2 was, it was even a games with gold game. Was it? Yeah, I got it I got it with Games of Gold and it was I played it, I put it on and it was, right, okay this is what happened in the other game and it gives you complete spoilers (laughs) and it's, right, okay, fair enough and I I thought okay, I'll I'll come back to that so that was, I think you put that one on the list? I did I was
0: just going through the we basically pull the list from wikipedia and go through it and go yes ah this should be on there. Yeah. this should be on there and
1: the the next one was that i put on the list and i was really <laughs> stunned that it had kept that it had come out and we didn't you know none of us had played it considering that it's fucking x-com
0: yeah, yes XCOM 2. well for me i think XCOM 2 falls into the category that the bit well the better none of us played it is the weird but i guess but in terms of the forgetting they came out this year, it falls in the same category as Project Cars did last year, where yeah. it was delayed out of last year. Uh, yeah. Like, I, in my mind, thought XCOM 2 came out in, like, November <laughs> Yeah. Like, I thought it had been out for a long time. <laughs> so it's that thing where when you delay it, when a game is, throughout all of the year, being like, it's coming out at the end of the year, and it gets delayed until the start of the next year, like, I fully think we're going to be the exact same way with Gravity Rush 2 next year. Apart yeah. from the fact that I will probably love Gravity Rush 2 and fight for it. But, like, you know, if if it's a game that we're not super strong on anyway, or we didn't play for some reason, like, yeah. I think XCOM 2 we probably just missed because... I know I didn't want to play it at launch because it had a really buggy launch. Yes. Like people were complaining yeah. a lot of stuff about it at launch. So I was going to wait on it, and then I waited and other games came out. Mm-hmm. So I just forgot about it. Yeah um but i think that's one of those things where we just kind of forgot about it because other stuff was out yeah i think so yeah yeah uh and then next up is one i added to the list which is i am setsuna which is the uh square enix um i forget what they call this like tokyo rpg factory or something like that named the company um and it's basically like a spiritual successor to like chrono trigger yes um it plays a lot like Chrono Trigger, it yeah. has all those kind of mechanics and stuff like that, which yep. I fucking love Chrono Trigger, and I didn't buy this game and I forgot it came out this year. <laughs> yeah, that, that was me, I um, completely
1: forgot it, come out.
0: On. The only reason I didn't buy this game this year was because it was really expensive, and it hasn't really dropped in price at all, ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is a bad reason to buy it, to not buy a game, because it's an RPG and there's probably a ton of hours of gameplay in it, but I just couldn't afford it any of the times so I've Thought about buying it and then was like, oh man, that did come out this year. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, and then the last one is the Tomorrow Children, which I forgot was out at all, and then went and bought the Founders Pack for, um, <laughs> and then haven't played it. Uh, nice. Although <laughs> I, I played a, I played a lot of the beta for it. Like I got in the beta over summer, but then yes, yeah, it uh, came out and I forgot about it and just entirely. <laughs> so I, yeah, I just downloaded the free version. Tomorrow Children is great. That's really good
1: thing yeah it was one of those it was uh, it came out and i thought i need to check it out it, just... it probably should have been in atmosphere and style
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we forgot it came out um so yeah do you guys have any late entries to this ethan you just remembered came out this year
1: no not particularly no not not particularly no no,
0: no. if there's anything else we still forgot
1: yes um <laughs>
0: Yeah, so that wraps up episode two then of Free Gaming's Game of the Year 2016. We'll be back tomorrow with part three.
1: We'll be back tomorrow with part three. If you're still listening to this, send help.
0: We'll be looking at best story and best multiplayer and a couple of other things. (laughs) Um, Yeah, see you guys next time. See ya. Bye.